0: And welcome back to another edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I am your host, Drew Champlin. It's a big week for Alabama football as they open fall practice later this week. uh, It's hard to believe that the 2019 college football season is upon us. But first, we have a podcast with Mark. We're going to talk some Alabama football fall camp storylines later in the podcast. The Crimson Tide have picked up a few commitments as well. We'll hit up some of the major storylines as well going into the season. A key Alabama player has left the team, but first off, let me introduce my co-host to you, Mark Jennings. Mark, how's it going,
1: Drew? I am fantastic. It is the uh, we are nearing the end of July. It's almost August. As soon as we get to August, that means football season is about to start at the high school and college levels. And Drew, it's it's about to be my favorite time of the year. You know how much I love. Uh, traveling around the country looking at these big time prospects. And, uh, now I've got my little business going, my little side hustle I have. I'll talk more about it in a minute. Drew, I'm excited about being on this podcast with you, doing this podcast every week during football season. It's, it really makes this the best part of the year for me. Drew, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. And we're going to hopefully try to get back more on a regular schedule as the season gets started. You know, we used to do a lot every week. And uh, but this is going to be, we're heading into year four of the champs corner podcast. You know, this started in the fall of 2015 when I was approached by V Sporto and, and, uh, they published our podcast on Bama sports radio and war Eagle sports radio. And we did separate Alabama and Auburn podcasts. And then we'd go embed them onto al.com when I worked there. So back then we only had about 30 or 40,000 listeners. And now we're up about, you know, two and a half, three million at, at least. Um, and a lot of people think of Mark Jennings as being, you know, the, you know, they, they know about his connections and that, that has never changed. But Mark, uh, you know, a lot of people think that you've been wealthy your whole life. But as this audio that I found from a podcast, January 2016 proves, uh, it hasn't always been the case. And it shows how much you've overcome to become the true American success story. To take everybody back, this was the January twelfth, two thousand sixteen podcast. A week after the U.S. Army All America Bowl practices in San Antonio, guys like Raquan Davis was there. Found some audio. It's about four or five minutes long. So I'm going to insert that in here. I want you guys to listen. It was a it was a really tough time of Mark Jennings' life. It's really amazing how far he's come since then. First, here's the audio. And we're back with another edition of Champs Corner, the Alabama recruiting podcast on BamasportsRadio dot com, the Bama Sports Radio app. I'm Drew Champlin. We got a lot to talk about with Mark Jennings. Uh we were both in San Antonio last week for the Army All American week, watching Alabama targets like Jeffrey Simmons, Jack Jones, Mike Juarez, and Raekwon Davis. Also, a lot of Alabama official visitors coming in this weekend, like uh, receiver A.J. Brown from Starkville, big-time player. Uh, Let me introduce to you my co-host, Mark Jennings. Mark, uh, how are you? I know you had a tough time coming back from San Antonio. Am I right? I I did, Drew.
1: It's been a a long week for me, to be honest with you. Uh, It's been real tough on me. Uh, You you mentioned this, but uh, while I was in in my hotel room in San Antonio – Waiting to for Armando to come pick me up. I got a phone call. Apparently, the INS called and they had my van. And I said, "Well, you know, if you have my van, I'd like to have it back." And they said they won't be able to get it back to me. And I said, "Well, why not?" And they said, "Apparently, Armando had been using my van to do some stuff. I guess he wasn't supposed to do." I didn't get a very good inf- uh, didn't get very good information out of them. It's typical, typical government workers. Uh, they they didn't tell me what I needed to hear. But the long story short is I, I wasn't able to get my van back and Armando couldn't come pick me up. And I said, well, how long is, is Armando going to be gone? When can he come pick me up again? And they said Armando is no longer going to be able to be a part of this country. And I, I heard that. and my, my jaw hit the floor. I I, I didn't know what to think. And I I thought it was a prank call at first. I thought you or one of your friends was prank calling me. Uh, so I I didn't know what to think. And then when they verified it and they said, you know, it's the deal. And Armando apparently got sent back to Nicaragua, Drew, and I no longer have my van. And I'm just upset, Drew. I'm, I'm really frustrated the entire process. I called my wife and she was, she was crushed. She, she was crushed more than I am. Uh, I had to I had to take take the bus back. Uh take the Greyhound bus back and that took, you know, about 6 days. But I I'm, I'm just upset at the whole process. I bl- I blame I blame Obama mostly. I think mostly it's his fault. Uh you know, you and your your liberal media buddies who put him in office. Uh, this is all it's all your you and your buddies, it's their fault, Drew. Uh so I I'm upset um, I'm a little, little, little heartbroken to be honest. My, my wife isn't handling it well. Yeah, you know, I didn't get back till yesterday, apparently. But she spent all week in bed, and, and she, she, she got a pretty good job that she has. She goes to, and uh, she, she just couldn't handle. It. She had to take off work the whole week. She hadn't hadn't let the bedroom all week. Drew, it's been a real tough week in the Jennings household. So Armando apparently no longer no longer my running buddy at the course anymore. And I was upset. And I went into work today. And since I missed all last week, they said, they told me they didn't need my services anymore. Drew. And they said that was the last straw. So the first, first thing that happened this week is I lost my buddy Armando and, and now I lost my job Drew. I've had, I've had a real, real tough week, a real tough week. Uh, so, you know, you wake up the next day and you got to figure out what you're going to do. And, and, and all I know how to do, Drew, is I know how to how to work at the course. I know how to break down films.
0: So hopefully you've been doing that all day, right?
1: Well, I can't work at the course anymore. So yeah, I spent I spent all day to keep my mind off of things and to stay focused. I've been I've been breaking down films, and my wife is still still lying in bed. She hadn't gotten out yet. I can't blame her. It's just it's just a tough situation, Drew, for for all of us, for me and my wife and. And I, I I, just I'm just I'm just I'm at a loss for words, Drew. I, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I don't have a job. My My wife is my wife is crushed. You know, she's 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 she, she's way more sad than I am. Drew. I'm upset, but I, I've never seen my wife like this.
0: All right. And and Mark, just listening to that. And I know it was a tough time for you. You probably don't want to relive it. But but how, how remarkable is it? How far you've come since then?
1: Well, you said it earlier, Drew, I really am an American success story. Uh, To go from from being that low, uh, that down and out in this world, and coming back and attaining the type of wealth that I have, only in America could that have happened, Drew, and I'm so excited about it, and I've turned around, I've got my Dippin' Dots Enterprise, you know, I built a a championship football team. Uh, Those things might not happen if I had not gone through those trials and tribulations earlier, so. A uh, like, very Job-like experience for me. I like to compare myself to that person, Job, in the Bible, who went through all those things, and, and look at me now, Drew. And uh, it's been, it's been a long road, but I couldn't be uh, couldn't be happier about where I am right now.
0: All right, and, and I know Armando. We talked about him a lot on the podcast because he was your your big buddy at the golf course back in the fall of 2015. Uh, how much do you miss him?
1: I think about him every day, Drew. Luckily, I have a son that. Uh, coincidentally, looks just like him. So I get, I get, I get to see Armando, my little son Marcus's face every day. And uh, but I do miss him, Drew. I hope he's okay. I hope he's doing well. Uh, you know, uh, I hope one day he can come back to this country, Drew. But but I, I'm not holding my hopes out. For now, I have uh, uh, a little Marcus. I get to see him think about Armando every day.
0: All right, and and obviously, as as everybody knows, Mark was a part owner of the Birmingham Iron and the Alliance of American Football. So, Mark, you sold your shares um, about a week or so before the, before the alliance disbanded. How much did that influence you?
1: Well, maybe a lot of money, first of all, Drew. You know, the I, I was able to get out before the league went under and uh, sell my shares to the team. And uh, part of the reason I've become so wealthy is because of savvy moves like that, Drew. So, uh, again, it's unfortunate what happened. But at the end of the day, the most important thing about the Birmingham Iron is Uh, Really, I showed my acumen for the game of football, building that championship team. And secondly, I made a lot of money out of it. And that's really what's most important. And uh, I'm sorry for the people that made a lot of commitment to the iron, and I feel sorry for them. But maybe next time they can uh, have the type of uh, business knowledge that I do and they'll be able to, to, to turn their lives around the way I did.
0: All right. And and we'll mention a little bit a little bit more about your uh, the business that you run the dip and dots later in the podcast because that's going to be a big part of the fall season for University of Alabama football fans. Uh, this podcast we're not going to be taking some questions like we normally do, but let's go ahead and, and Mark. You know if anybody else wants to ask you some business advice or, or reach out to you about even more opportunities or just you know maybe prospects that you can break down some film of. How can they find you on Twitter or email?
1: Well, you can find me on both of those places. You can find me on email. My email address is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. I don't check that very much, to be real honest with you, but I'm really active on Twitter. If you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at markjennings55. That's M-A-R-K-J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S 55. You can find me there. I love being on there and sharing my uh, my wealth of knowledge and expertise with all of you and, uh, share whatever bits of information I can get from, from my, uh, just vast network of sources. So, uh, either one of those is fine. I look forward to hearing from you guys. You all, guys always have some great comments and questions. And, uh, thank you so much for following me on Twitter.
0: All right. And we also, we're going to have, we're going to try to update Mark Jennings, Patreon page, uh, you know, for subscribers, we'll, I'm sure we'll get a couple, you know, 100,000 or so there. Uh, and what we'll do there, you can go to patreon.com slash MarkJennings55, dot com slash MarkJennings55. And whenever a player commits to Alabama, we'll put up a couple of sentences about, uh, about uh, com, you know, comparing the player. I know a lot of people listen to the podcast for comps. So we'll give a little scouting report and a player comparison pretty much right away, as opposed to having to wait, you know, for the next podcast. So Mark, how excited are you about that, getting the player comps to our listeners?
1: Drew, you know me. I, I made my wealth giving consumers what they want, and uh, uh, I think this might be the best way for us to go about doing it going forward. So uh, I'm just so happy for the people that get to listen to me and my voice and my knowledge and, and really make that part of their weekly schedule during football season. I'm so happy for them. And, and they really should consider themselves blessed. Uh, being able to hear me uh, on a podcast every week.
0: All right. Well, let's get to some of the nitty-gritty. And before Alabama enters fall camp later this week, one of the big high-profile recruits from last year has entered the transfer portal for a second time. This is a Yabi Anoma out of Maryland, five-star recruit. He entered the portal sometime before spring practice, but but took his name out a day or so later, went through spring practice, and did pretty well, you know, the outside linebacker, Alabama had a lot of ho- high hopes for him, Mark, but what, what can you share about Yabi Anoma, and what, what can you tell our listeners about why he's no longer going to be with the Crimson Tide?
1: Well, I can tell you with certainty that new information has surfaced uh, in this situation. It's a very sad situation. Uh, certainly nothing to talk about. Unfortunately, it's not something that you'd be privy to. Uh and certainly not anything I can share with the listeners. So it's a very sad story. Uh, my thoughts are, if you or anyone you know is suffering from any mental health issues, uh, I think it's important that you go get some help. You know, there's a lot of places online. Uh, the federal government has a website, samhsa.gov, slash find dash help. You can go there. You uh, have a phone number for you. It's 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P. Lots of places you can go if you're suffering from any mental health problems, so Uh, that's all I can say about that, Drew. It's unfortunate I can't give the listeners, uh, more about that, but I can't share everything that I know or people stop sharing information with me. And that wouldn't be fair to the listeners, Drew. So I apologize to them, but, uh, if you're suffering from mental health, you should absolutely get in touch with people. There are lots of places around the country that can help you if that's something with which you're struggling.
0: All right. Well, I guess if you're Alabama, no sense looking back, you have to look forward with what you have, and, and that's where the discussion goes. Who fills in for Yabi Enoma? Who takes his place, or who's Alabama going to count on to make up for that potential loss production?
1: Well, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you have to be pretty concerned. Uh, the guys who played that position, uh, Terrell Lewis and Christopher Allen, they're both coming off torn ACLs, and frankly, Christopher Allen is struggling a little bit to grasp the playbook, so... Uh, I, I would be concerned if I were an Alabama fan. One guy i look to make an impact, uh, a lot of people aren't talking about, is King Wakuda out of the, the state of Georgia. I see a true freshman. I believe he's going to have a little impact this year, uh, more than people are talking about.
0: Yeah, looking forward to seeing what King can do. Kevin Harris, I think, is another rush in that may have a chance to do something. But, you know, Alabama's going to have a lot of talent at a position. That's just not – you know, they're going to be down one one fairly elite guy. So. Hey, we mentioned your dip and dots enterprise and you were able to take take control of that before last football season. I did so well with it, I had so many people take pictures of them by your dip and dot stands and tweeted at markjennings fifty five. We'd get probably a hundred, two hundred of those a game, if not more. Expecting to get to get several more pictures just like that this fall. Uh Mark, you you mentioned well, well. First off, how how is that going? Can you tell us what the status of the Dip and Dots business is? Any new changes? Anything like that?
1: Well, we're still going strong, Drew. We're looking forward. We're already uh, ready to go. Going to be ready to go opening week uh, in the state of Alabama with our Dip and Dots. So, Mister Byrne's still not happy with me uh, because I went to, around him to Mister Sankey to convince Mister Sankey to allow us to sell alcohol. So, we're going to have some Everclear in our in our Dippin' Dots. Uh, it's got to ask, ask for them if they're going to be available for you guys coming up to all Alabama home games this year. We're working on some pina colada, daiquiri-flavored dots. Uh, again, you know, we've had the, our, our college-age workers uh, doing all the taste tests for us for the, the alcohol-flavored dipping Dots, and they're the experts. They're going to know. Uh, we're gonna, probably going to preview or probably going to put out a margarita-flavored dipping Dot. Uh we're we're t- still not sure what the full menu is going to be, but we're going to release it probably the the week before the opening home game, so around Labor Day, I'll be looking for a menu for uh, the Dippin' Dots you're going to find at Bryan Denny Stadium this year.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I- I'm guessing maybe you'll put the menu out on your Twitter handle, but will this menu actually be visible at Dippin' Dot stands at the game, or are you going to have to ask for? for those specific flavors what you know, just,
1: Oh yeah. You're definitely not be able to see those on the menu. It's going to be a secret menu. Obviously we can't advertise that, uh, uh, yeah, we're not going to check IDs, So we can't advertise that we're selling alcohol to anyone to one That might not be 21. So, but, uh, you have to look on the, look on the menu before you go up there and ask for it. And, uh, uh, you'll be able to get some some uh, alcohol flavored dipping dots that way. We think it's going to be a huge hit, Drew. We've done some focus groups, and they all seem to love it. And uh, we're real excited about it, and we look forward to expanding my wealth even more.
0: I can't wait, Mark. I can't wait to go to a few games and maybe try the dipping dots laced with Everclear and see how much that helps me uh, enjoy the third quarter of games. Is that is that a has that been a pretty hot topic among your focus groups? Has that been pretty well received?
1: Well, anything we can do to get people to stick around. I know uh, yeah, Coach Byrne's mad at me, but I know he likes when, when the students and the fans stick around. So if we can convince people to stick around at the end of the game and try our dipping Dots, uh, yeah, that makes Mr. Byrne happy. Maybe that can go towards repairing our relationship.
0: Perfect. Hey, so Alabama, SEC media days in Hoover uh, pretty recently, a couple weeks back, Alabama was there, obviously, Coach Saban. And I know Mark, you weren't there. I sure was not there as well. But the big announcement from Commissioner Greg Sankey was that next year SEC Media Days would be uh, back in Atlanta, the College Football Hall of Fame, where it was last year, and then in Nashville the year after that. So no, uh, no other commitments to what's gonna, where it's gonna be in years past that. And I think somebody asked him if, if Hoover was still going to be on on the table, and he said he, you know, he said, yeah, they're still definitely going to be in the discussion. But, Mark, where can you foresee SEC media days coming back to Hoover and the Winfrey Hotel, where it has been basically most of the last 30 or so years?
1: Uh, he, he didn't mean that when he said that, Drew. He, there's no plans right now for the SEC media days to come back to Hoover. Uh, you know, frankly, uh, all these lists come out about the most dangerous cities in America and where not to live. And any list that doesn't have Hoover uh, – near the top of the list, is frankly incorrect and, and frankly should not be adhered to. It's, frankly, it's disgusting to me uh, what's happened in that fine city, and, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, the SEC media days is never going to come back to Hoover, Drew.
0: And that's such a shame because it used to be such a great event there. Did you hear, was Coach Saban pretty pleased with it? Was his, with his safety when he was in Hoover? I, I did.
1: I had a conversation with Cedric about it, Drew. I don't know if you know Cedric or not, but Coach Saban was very pleased with the security detail. Uh, I don't, they're not planning on having the same security detail or, or expensing or using the same amount of money for security detail now that they won't be in Hoover anymore. Uh, but Cedric was very pleased. Uh, excuse me, Coach Saban was very pleased per uh, Cedric.
0: That's good. That's great to hear. Staying with Alabama football, the Crimson Tide announced a home and home with Wisconsin. It's going to be next decade. I believe it's 23 and 24, but I could have that wrong. I probably should have checked that before I got on this this nationally syndicated podcast, but so Alabama, they're not going to be doing the neutral site games anymore. They've got series home and home series schedule with Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Wisconsin now in a a two for one with the university of South Florida. They're going to play at USF in the next decade, 15 years. And I know Mark Cecil heard of the Tuscaloosa news gave you a shout out on Twitter for helping piece this together. Um, just how, how big is this? What do you think about this, uh, this series with Wisconsin?
1: Well, I think it's fantastic for the fans, drew. I know the fans get bored of traveling, uh, the same place every year playing a neutral site game and, uh, I'm, I'm happy for the fans. Uh, you know, you look at Alabama's future non-conference schedule at Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Wisconsin, of course that two-for-one coming up with South Florida. So I think Alabama fans have to be pretty pleased with uh, with the potential – excuse me, with the upcoming opponents.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, what's next? I mean, are there any other teams on the horizon that you can talk about that Alabama's looking at getting a home-and-home home with?
1: Drew, there, there's a couple of, uh, uh, of possibilities out there uh, for, for home and homes. Uh, I can't give too much detail. Uh, one possibility is Minnesota. I don't know if that's going to still be a possibility with, with Wisconsin coming in. Uh, I don't know if Alabama wants to travel base the same place. Uh, in that sort of a time span uh north carolina state's another one there's a couple other schools we're talking about two for one uh two for ones with uh, but that's about it Drew. that's all the information i have uh right now for what we're working on uh i can't say i'm i'm leading the negotiations but i'm certainly an important go between uh, a parlay if you will uh between the officials of all those schools and uh, uh some of these are getting close to getting pre-done
0: Mark, are you ready to talk a little storylines about Alabama football going into fall camp? Drew, I'm always ready to talk about some uh, some football. Drew, all right, and we'll 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 cap it off with some uh, some recruit breakdowns. But so Alabama gets transfer grad, graduate transfer offensive lineman Landon Dickerson from Florida State coming in. He's going to have two years left, and he was a pretty high profile recruit three years ago. We saw him at the Under Armour All America game a, a few years back in Orlando. And uh, he started some at Florida State, but he also had some injuries as well. I think he signed with Jimbo Fisher, and then Willie Taggart was the coach's last year there. But what uh, what kind of impact do you think he could have at Alabama?
1: Well, frankly, Drew, I think he'd have a pretty important impact. I think he'll begin the year as a starting guard, provided he's healthy. Uh, Frankly, he fell out of favor with the Florida State coaches because of his race. And I think he's going to be able to come in now. He's getting a fair shot at Alabama. He's got a chance to be a pretty, uh, pretty significant uh, part of this team. Uh, he was originally from Hudson, North Carolina. If you remember, I compared him to Ian Beckles. Uh, but, so I think he's going to be a pretty good player, Drew, and I think he's got the chance to, to have a pretty strong season as a starting guard.
0: All right. What about the rest of the offensive line? Who are some names we need to be watching for with some returning starters and some guys graduating?
1: Well, you you look at the tackle position. I think Alex Leatherwood and Jedrick Wills are going to end up being first round draft picks. Uh, Chris Owens is going to be an upgrade over Ross Pierce Bacher at center. Uh, frankly, I thought Ross Pierce was a bit overrated. And I'm honestly, to be honest with you, I'm excited to see Matt Womack back challenged again for major playing time. So, uh, I think it's going to take some time for this group to gel. Uh, but they've got a lot of potential and, and I don't, if there is a drop off from last year, there's not going to be much of a one.
0: All right, you know they're going to be blocking for some new running backs this year. Damian Harris has graduated. Josh Jacobs went pro. Was first on draft pick by the Raiders. And uh, you know it seemed like it was just yesterday where you had a bunch of Michigan fans issuing threats to you on Twitter just because you said the truth that Najee Harris was not going to go to Michigan. Now Najee Harris is heading into his junior season, and is he going to be? You know, do you think he's going to be the main guy this year, or who are some other names that you think could? challenge for some big big carries?
1: Well, I, I, I'm i a bit worried, to be honest with you, Drew. I think Najee Harris is going to get plenty of carries and yards, but I don't know if he's uh, tough enough uh, to be the type of back that Alabama is really looking for and needs in that position. Uh, that's a little concerning to me. Brian Robinson, like most Hillcrest players, are a little overrated. Uh, one guy I'm excited about is Jerome Ford, the redshirt freshman out of Florida. People don't like to talk about him very much. He doesn't generate the clicks like others, such as you know five-star running back. Trey Sanders, a freshman. Uh, frankly, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to this running back group. There's a lot of competition. And, and frankly, it, it, the, the final, the three rotations or the three running back rotation that Coach Saban probably going to settle on, uh, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be who exactly that you would expect. So I'm looking forward to see how the running back competition uh, turns out.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of talent as as far as star ratings go. Also, Keelan Robinson, another true freshman, is going to be a guy to watch. I think. Moving over onto the defensive side of the ball, the defensive backs. What's uh, what's what's going on there? Which which will we be paying attention to in fall camp?
1: Josh Job is going to make a big leap this year. He's going to challenge to be an All American. Uh, getting Trevon Diggs back is going to be key. Uh, frankly, we watched the National Championship game last year. Alabama doesn't lose to Clemson by four touchdowns if he's healthy. Uh, Savion Smith, uh, he is frankly asked not to come back, uh, and he was told to, quote, unquote, enter the NFL draft. So, uh, Joe and Diggs to be the main DBs back there, and I look for them to have pretty big seasons.
0: All right. Another guy who, who left Alabama early for the NFL was Mac Wilson. And so as far as the middle linebackers goes, you're getting Dylan Moses back, expecting a big season out of him. Who else is going to step up with Dylan Moses?
1: Well, frankly, you know, guys are overrating people like uh, Josh McMillan because he doesn't look like Mac Wilson did. Uh, he's, they're underrating him, excuse me. Uh, but he's going to make way fewer mistakes than Mac Wilson is. I'm also excited to see guys like new players, uh, Shane Lee and Christian Harris. I think they're going to step up at that position and provide some much-needed depth.
0: All right. Thomas Fletcher heading into his junior season for Alabama football on special teams. Talk about that whole unit and what, uh, you know, there were some question marks last year at punter. They had to make a change. And then the kicking position has been uh, – they've kind of had their struggles there uh, with consistency the last few seasons.
1: Well, yeah, I expect a huge year. Uh, Thomas Fletcher, Drew, it's his su- junior season. and He's probably going to go out for the draft next year, uh, be an early round pick. So I expect him to have a huge year this year to impress the scouts. Skyler DeLong's really overcome his battle with the yips. Uh, he's going to be a fine punter. Uh, Will Riker, the freshman from Hoover, uh, you know, obviously very tough guy. Uh, if he can make it out of Hoover, uh, you know, you you wouldn't think a guy from Hoover would be a kicker, given what we know about the city, but uh, he's coming out of Hoover. Uh, he's going to be able – he's going to be the best kicker on the roster, and he's going to beat out Joseph Boulibos, uh for that starting position.
0: All right. Uh, if you were to pick one breakout player from each side of the ball, Mark, who would you target?
1: On the defensive side of the ball, I'd have to say LeBron Ray uh, from a five-star recruit. He's going to turn to a first-round draft pick this year. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with tight end miller, miller- Forrestall. Uh, he's been working his tail off out of his, on the in the weight room, and, and uh, you know to get a better grasp of the playbook. Uh, I think he's going to have a breakout year, Drew.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing both of those guys play a, a much bigger roles this year. Forrest always slowed by that torn ACL he suffered during his second year on campus. He took a redshirt that year, so now he's a fourth year junior. And LeBron what Ray has just been kind of waiting his turn. I saw him play numerous times in high school. He was a big-time player. But Alabama's had pretty good players in front of him as well. So now is his time to shine. So uh, we will, we'll we'll cap this off. Alabama has picked up four commitments since we last recorded a podcast. And if they're at 22 right now in the 2020 class, and you mentioned on a podcast that you expected to see a few decommitments here and maybe some of them nearby – since then, that happened with Jazalyn Worsham, the wide receiver for you at Trustville, backing off his pledge. But also, a couple of new commitments. We'll talk about Timothy Smith, a big time defensive tackle out of Sebastian, Florida. Mark, what can you tell us about him?
1: He's a big time defensive tackle, Drew. He has all the athleticism that you want for a defensive tackle, even the modern game where people spread the ball around, the offense will spread the ball around. You still want that big athletic defensive tackle, and that's something that Timothy Smith can provide for you. Uh, comes from a good program in Sebastian, Florida. That reminds me a lot of the guy who came out of the Midwest in the 70s, uh, went on to have a fantastic college and NFL career, uh, went on to make a big name for himself in the entertainment industry of all places. Of course, I'm talking about Bob Golick. Remember Bob Golick, Drew?
0: Yeah, is it the Bob Golick who was on Saved by the Bell the college years?
1: I don't know what that is, Dr- Drew. I don't know what that is.
0: Oh, nah, we see- Sure. Uh, it was, is it the same Bob Golick who was the vice president of football operations for the lingerie football league expansion team? That's
1: exactly who it is, Drew. Oh, I remember that. doing some, some scouting for him back in the day, but yeah, it's the same Bob Golick, Drew. Ah,
0: uh, okay. That Bob Golick. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty good comparison. I, I like that. I think he's a big guy. I look forward to seeing what he can do for Alabama at the college level. Another 2020 commit is from a small school in Alabama Christian story from Lynette High School. He's a, just a do-it-all athlete. I wonder what position he's going to play at the next level. But uh, he was originally committed to Tennessee for a while, but backed off that, and now he's committed to Alabama. What can you tell us about Christian's story?
1: Well, he comes from a small school, Lynette, uh, QBDB in high school, but really could play a lot of different positions at, at college. He'll get, a, he'll get a look at quarterback. But he'll end up in a skilled position like defensive back, a wide receiver, or running back even. He reminds me a lot of a guy from a nearby Lynette, of all places, from Lafayette High School, Uh guy who went on played, you know, played quarterback at high school. Now went on and the uh, really a big time running back at the college level. Of course, I'm talking about Jatarvius Whitlow. Do You remember Jatarvius Whitlow, Drew?
0: Yeah, I saw him play actually one game. You're talking about uh, Jatarvius Whitlow, nicknamed Booby, right?
1: That's what that's what people call him, Drew. Of course I don't call people by their by silly nicknames. I call them by their Christian names. His Christian name is the Tarvius Whitlow.
0: Yeah. He, if you would, want
1: to call him that, if he's okay with being called that, you go ahead.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a tremendous player. I saw him play, I think it was at uh, Vincent High School and a couple or two or three seasons ago, and he put up some big numbers against an overmatched Vincent team. A couple of two thousand twenty one commitments and uh, one is Latrell McCutcheon, and he became the first player in that class to commit to Alabama out of Austin, Texas. Mark, what can you tell us about him?
1: Well, he's a great player, Drew. Frankly, uh, I don't think he's going to end up sticking. Most juniors that uh, that commit this early end up not sticking their original commitments, and and frankly, I think they end up at a, a school in the Big Eight, like Texas A&M or, or SMU. Uh, so I don't I don't think he's going to stick with his commitment, Drew. So frankly, I really don't feel like talking about him very much.
0: I understand. Do you have a player comparison for him?
1: I do. I mean, I just said we weren't going to talk about it. But it's Jamar Summers, Drew, uh, former member of the Birmingham Iron, played at the University of Connecticut. Uh, do you remember Jamar Summers, Drew?
0: Yeah, I watched every Birmingham Iron game this fall this, this season, and you took me up to the box a couple of times. So, yeah, he was a tremendous player for the Iron.
1: He was. He is. You know, I loved that player, Drew, and he wasn't uh, – a lot of the teams didn't want him, but I looked at him and said he was fantastic. Uh Alliance football players, really, again, unfortunate what happened. But, uh, uh, frankly, I think uh, Jamar Summers is a guy that you'll find him in the NFL sooner rather than later. So, uh, I, I, and when I say that, I mean, trouble McCutcheon is going to be in the NFL one day too. All right. I just don't think he's going to go through Alabama to do it.
0: Understood. And then Drake May, quarterback out of Charlotte, North Carolina, he has recently committed to Alabama from the 2021 class. Mark, what can you tell us about him?
1: Well, frankly, I uh, uh, you know I helped his brother. His brother Luke May helped in recruitment to North Carolina. So, but I like Dre. Dre's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's got a lot of things going for him. He's got a strong arm. He's a tall guy. He's six four, so you can see all around. He's a pretty athletic guy in the pocket. He's got deceptive athleticism. Uh, so he can break down if you need him to on third and eight. He can break down, uh, break it down, and get the change for you with his feet. He reminds me a lot of a guy out of a uh, state of California. Drew went out and wasn't highly recruited. Uh, went out and play for a Division two team. Uh, Turns out had a fantastic Division two career and became one of the best uh, pro quarterbacks that we've ever seen in the game. Of course, I'm talking about Luis Perez. Do you Remember Luis Perez, Drew?
0: Luis Perez of, of our Birmingham Iron? That Luis Perez?
1: That, that exact Luis Perez. It's a fantastic player, Drew. When I see Drake May uh, sling the football around, it reminds me of just watching uh, Luis Perez when he was back at Ote Ranch High School. In Tula, California,
0: all right, and then this is also when he was slinging around the pigskin at Legion Field, too, in front of eighty thousand people, right?
1: well, of course, all right,
0: well, that will wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner podcast featuring Mark Jennings, really looking forward to our listeners testing out the dip and dots flavors at Bryant Denny Stadium, week two against New Mexico state's going to be the home opener, really looking forward if anybody else has any. Any uh, flavors they might want the focus group to test, please tweet at MarkJennings55 if they have anything, you know, obviously Everclear, Margarita, Pina Colada, Daiquiri. We're looking at that. Or, or Mark, you are. I don't want to put put words in your mouth. But maybe, maybe if anybody else has any other ideas, we, we'd love to hear those. But, Mark, I really appreciate you taking some time this week to join us.
1: Drew, as always, I can't wait till we get to football season. We start doing this every week. Until then, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you real
0: soon, hopefully. All right. And everybody, thank you so much for listening.